We're studying the book of Proverbs, uh, and we want you to get the most out of Proverbs, so we've been encouraging you to read through Proverbs on your own. And it, there are 31 chapters in Proverbs, and it, it's as simple as uh, taking a, a, a day, or taking a proverb that matches the day of the month. And if you will be doing that, Proverbs promises, if you'll uh, read and heed, you will become wiser. The series is titled Foolproof. God wants to foolproof our lives. There are three types of people in the world, the fool, the wise, and the simple, and the simple just haven't yet made enough decisions in life to be characterized as either fools or wise, and we don't want to be fools because uh, fool, foolishness leads to dishonor and death, and wisdom leads to uh, honor and life. So we want to, God wants to foolproof our lives because he wants us uh, to experience life to uh, abundantly, life to the full. So today's topic is humility. And uh, I'm going to start with a couple of stories, and I want you to, these are supposedly true stories, and I want you to be uh, deciding in your own mind, are these stories of humility or stories of pride? The first story takes place in the late 1940s in Detroit, Michigan. There was an African-American man sitting on a bus in Detroit. Three uh, hooligans get onto the bus. And they go and they start to harass him. They're, they're wanting to pick a fight with him. And so they're pushing on him and they are uh, mocking him. They're trying to egg him on, and, but he just keeps uh, looking ahead and he won't take the bait. Finally, his, uh, the bus comes to his stop and he gets up. And as he's exiting, he hands one of these young hooligans uh, a business card. And on the business card was written, Joe Lewis Boxer. <laughs> at the time, arguably the greatest boxer ever. Could have easily taken all three of these uh, young men out without even breaking a sweat, and he didn't. Story of pride or humility. Uh, the next story is another boxer a few decades later, Muhammad Ali. Uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. He was... Uh, supposedly flying on a commercial airline and they were hitting turbulence and so the captain comes on the radio uh, and says or the intercom and says hey we're about to hit some serious turbulence and everybody you need to get your seatbelts on and the stewardess took this seriously because pilots don't usually say it's going to be you know significant turbulence so she's going around making sure everybody has seatbelts on comes to Muhammad Ali his seatbelt is just flopped open he's making no efforts and she said, uh, sir, you need to get on your seatbelt. To which he replied, Superman don't need no seatbelt. She was very quick and she responded, Superman don't need no airplane either. <laughs> Final story is Sir Edmund Hillary. Uh, first guy to uh, summit Everest. And he gets the name Sir because he was uh, so heroic. He gets knighted. Uh, he was made the ambassador to Nepal. And so he's, he's in Nepal, and there are some uh, British tourists, who, uh, alpinists, who see him, and they're like, whoa, it's Sir Edmund Hillary. Uh, let's get a picture with him. So, hey, may, might we have a photo with you? Sure. And they give him a pickaxe to hold, so, you know, props for the, for the photo. So he's holding this 
pickaxe and smiling for the photo. Along comes another uh, mountain climber who uh, notices that Sir Edmund Hillary is not holding the pickaxe correctly and doesn't know who he is but decides I need to instruct him. So it comes over and, excuse me, sir, but you are not holding that pickaxe correctly. It goes like this. It takes it out of his hands and adjusts it and schools him on how to hold a pickaxe. Now, the, the people getting the photo, are they're all silent because they're thinking, what in the world is he going to do? And this is the greatest climber on the planet. Uh, but he simply thanks the man and corrects his hold on it and takes the picture. Pride, humility. You know, Proverbs has a lot to say about pride and humility. Uh, but fundamentally, here's what it says. Got to remember that uh, Proverbs is all about teaching us how the world works. Uh, there are more laws to the universe than just the laws of nature. There are moral laws and relationship laws. And so Proverbs is saying, let me tell you how the Creator has uh, ordained the world so that you can live in harmony with it. That's how you have life to the full, live in harmony with uh, the created universe. And so Proverbs tells us this. It says, those who uh, lift themselves up, pride brings one low, and humility lifts one up. It's this counterintuitive principle of the universe. The, those who lift themselves up will be brought low, and those who humble themselves will be lifted up. Uh, this is a, a principle a scriptural principle that it's a truism. And so first, we've got to know it, we've got to believe it, so we can um, pattern our lives after it. Let me read a few scriptures. Proverbs 29, 23. One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Proverbs 16:18 Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 18:12 Before destruction a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. So you see this this pattern, right? Uh, so let, let me illustrate this with two um, pictures. The first one is the helium balloon. Uh, everyone has gone outside with a helium balloon and let it go, right? And, and the first thing it does is it goes up, 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 way up. It's amazing how high it can go. But what all, what's the inevitable result? It comes back down. And it comes back down totally deflated, and it comes all the way down to the ground never to soar again. And that's what pride does to us. Uh, you know, when we lift ourselves up, the proud heart, we might rise for a while, but inevitably it will lead to destruction, it will lead to a fall, it will lead to being brought down. And the other picture uh, of humility is like a little seed, and you put the seed into the ground, it goes, you know, down, but inevitably what happens? It produces life, it comes up, it becomes beautiful. And that's what humility does in our lives. And so this is, a, this is a biblical principle. God tells us 
you, if you want to be honored, if you want to be lifted up, if you want to find life, then humble yourself. Be very aware of pride, because pride uh, will come back to bite you. Do we believe that? Do we pattern our lives that way? So, why is that? Why, why is it true that pride leads to uh, a fall and humility leads to honor? It's because um, pride, when you have a proud heart, you're not relating correctly to God and other people. Uh, the Bible says that the proper relationship is for us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, and, and pride doesn't have anything to do with that. That's a, a humble posture before God and others. And, but pride gets in the way of that. Pride uh, does not, when we are proud, we are not relating correctly to other people, and we're not relating correctly to God. And so um, other people will resist us, there's a Russian proverb that says the uh, tallest blade of grass gets cut first. <laughs> uh, there's something within the human heart, and maybe it's our own pride, I'm not saying it's a good part, that seems to want to rejoice when the proud get torn down, right? And uh, we rejoice when the humble get lifted up. So it's even within us. But here are some scriptures that talk about uh, God opposing the proud and blessing the humble. Proverbs 16.5 Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Abomination is about as strong a word as the Bible can use to say God doesn't like it. Uh, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. An abomination. It, it's he will spit it out. It's distasteful. Uh, it is um, wicked in his eyes. It's something that must be uh, addressed and it must be snuffed out. And so be assured that person will not go unpunished. God, uh, pride puts you in God's crosshairs, not for blessing, but for punishment. Who wants that? <laughs> no way. Proverbs 15, 25. The Lord tears down the house of the proud. Tears down the house of the proud. And then here's the promise of humility. Proverbs 22, 4. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. John Dixon wrote a book called uh, Humilitas. In, in this book, he, he argues that um, the ancient world, other than the Jews and then the Christians, the ancient world did not value humility. It was a distinctly Judeo-Christian virtue. Uh, this idea that, that I would humble myself uh, in, light of, in, in the face of other people, that I would use my power to serve other people, which is how Dixon defines uh, how he defines humility, which I think is brilliant. Uh, he says that humility is a willingness to hold power in service of others. But Dixon says that uh, it was ultimately it was the Christians who who elevated humility to a virtue. The ancient world did not 
did not see humility as a good thing. You did not want to humble yourself or be humiliated, right? But the Christians, because of our Savior Jesus Christ, who is the perfect example of humility, um, humility became the way to live. And it's, it's fundamental to the heart of God. God blesses, uh, blesses humility. When we, when we are humble, we put ourselves in a posture to be blessed. And that's what the Bible says. If, if we will humble ourselves, then God will bless us and other people will, will want to, to bless us as well. Well, let's look uh, now at some uh, marks of pride and marks of humility. And this is coming right from uh, Proverbs. I, I've tried to capture what Proverbs says are, uh, about pride and humility. So first off, the first mark of pride is a hard heart toward God. The proud person has a hard heart toward God, and the humble person has a soft heart toward God. Proverbs twenty-eight fourteen. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So pride uh, is always caught up in, it's always linked to your posture toward your creator. And so a proud person is, doesn't care about God. They're, they're, they're hard, spiritually hardened. They're not, uh, they don't, fear of the Lord does not characterize their lives. They don't really care what God thinks. They're not trying to live in, in uh, humility before him. They're hard-hearted toward God. Now the, and, and humility starts with a, a soft heart toward God. Second mark of pride. Proud people, they despise God's word, whereas the humble, according to Proverbs, revere God's word, Proverbs 13, 13. Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. So uh, a proud person, uh, they're not interested in what the Bible says. I really don't care. It's just a book. It's uh, human opinion. I, I don't, they don't feel the need to study it. They don't feel the need to obey it. They don't revere. They dishonor the word of God. The humble person, on the other hand, reveres God's word, uh, figures everything in the Bible is of value and is true. And even when I encounter something I don't understand or even at first blush agree with, uh, there's a reverence uh, in, in our hearts for God's word. And we seek to understand and we seek to see its beauty. Third, mark of pride. Uh, proud people are wise in their own eyes. Proverbs twenty six twelve. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Think about that. Wise in your own eyes. It means that your self-assessment uh, is, I'm, I'm pretty smart. Uh, I, I trust me. And I'm pretty confident that I can figure it out. And my, you know, my attitude on the matter, my perception of the matter is right. I'm wise in my own eyes. Very uh, self-confident. Whereas uh, the humble person is suspicious of self and wants God's perspective. Proverbs 28, 26. 
Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. That's what the proud do. They trust their own mind. But the one who trusts, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So to walk in wisdom is to uh, seek the perspective of God as revealed in the scriptures and seek the wisdom of other people, right? Wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So a proud person is uh, looking for input outside themselves, suspicious of their own um, conclusions, and they're wanting that to be validated by the word of God and by other wise people. Fourth mark of pride, they're closed to correction. A proud person is closed to correction. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And in Proverbs 15, 31, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. So a proud person is closed to instruction. They don't want to be corrected. Uh, They don't want their errors pointed out. Uh, They don't go solicit input from other people, right? And and, uh, constructive criticism. They're not interested in that. But, but a humble person is. A humble person says, I, uh, I know I'm not complete. I know I'm not perfect. I know that I've got growth areas. And so uh, I welcome somebody who cares enough about me to come and, and challenge me and point that out and help me become a better person. Final mark of pride. The proud person denies and hides his guilt. Whereas a humble person confesses and forsakes sin. Proverbs thirty twelve. There are those who are clean in their own eyes, but are not washed in their filth. Isn't that interesting? There are those who are clean in their own eyes. What did we hear about the proud person? They're wise in their own eyes, right? They're you know they're unaware. Of their, uh, of their need for forgiveness. I remember uh, a dear friend in college, Khan, and Khan grew up a Buddhist. And I took Khan to see Ravi Zacharias, a great Christian apologist. And, and at the end of it, Khan said to me, I said, okay, okay, if, if I acknowledge that there's a God, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could even acknowledge Jesus as God. He was pretty... Uh, he was pretty moved by uh, Ravi Zacharias' arguments. But then he said, do I have to admit that I'm a sinner? I said, yes. And that was it. He just said, I can't do that, Mike. I cannot do that. There are those who are clean in their own eyes, but are not washed of their filth. So, you know, in the eyes of God, they're sinful, but in their, eye, in their own eyes, they're not. And that's a mark of pride. And so they, they deny and they hide their guilt. Whereas the humble person, the humble person, Proverbs sixteen eighteen, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit. Nope. Wrong one, sorry. 20, Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. 
And so a humble person is willing to confess sin and forsake it. It was wrong. I turned from it. Lord, I won't do that anymore. So look at this list. Where does the person next to you land? Obviously, sometimes we are all proud. Sometimes these are all true of us. But what characterizes your life? If you look at that list and you're honest with yourself, am I characterized uh, as a humble person or is my life characterized by pride? What, is, what have we learned? Uh, pride goes, brings us low. And humbling ourselves, we will be lifted up. And so we want humility in our lives. So how do we cultivate humility? So John Dixon, uh, in his book Humilitas, he gives uh, six ideas for how to cultivate humility. Number one, learn to love it. Number two, reflect on the lives of the humble. Three, con- conduct thought experiments to enhance humility. So you think you imagine yourself in a situation and you say, what would be the humble response in that situation? Act humbly. His big point here, I like this. Uh, he said um, the cognitive behavioral feedback loop is um, what we think influences our actions, but, a- but how we act influences our thinking. And so if you want the most positive feedback loop, you think humbly and act humbly, and it reinforces. But even if you're not very humble, you can act humbly, and that will hopefully make you humble. Number five, invite criticism. And number six, forget about being humble. <laughs> I want to focus on the first two, because Christians have a, a distinctive advantage in the pursuit of humility. Number one, learn to love humility and reflect on the lives of the humble. Jesus Christ, right? We love Jesus. We love our Savior. And he was humble. He is the, most, he is the perfect example of humility. Let me read Philippians uh, chapter 2, starting in verse 3. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or, or hung on to, right? But he let it go. But being, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, the one who uh, humbled himself uh, with the ultimate humility, left heaven, came to earth, went to the cross, he humbled himself, and what's his final 
what's going to be the, the uh, final um, state of Christ? At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth. Every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. He will be lifted up, right? Isn't that awesome? There's the, there's the paradigm. Christ humbled himself, and God is going to lift him up. And, and he, he couldn't have humbled him. He couldn't have gone lower, and he, he can't go higher. And, and he set the paradigm for us. And so we, we're to live, live that out on kind of little microcosms. And God will bless us. But we fall in love with Jesus. He's the, he's the Savior. He's the one that we, we think about his example. We love his example. Had he not humbled himself, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have salvation. We wouldn't have forgiveness of sin. We wouldn't be reconciled to the Father. We would not have hope uh, of eternal life. And then God uh, uses our choice to humble ourselves to extend that uh, grace in the world. So when I was a kid, just to be honest, this, this whole issue of humility kind of frustrated me and perplexed me because everybody said I was proud as a kid. You know, I got that a lot. You're so arrogant. You're so proud. And I didn't know what to do with that because I, I didn't feel that in my heart. I felt like I was just trying to be the best I could be and celebrating, you know, the victories that go along with challenging yourself. But, and so I didn't, I, I was kind of ambivalent toward this virtue of humility. But what, what has really helped me is to understand that humility is not um, being, lacking self-confidence. Humility is not saying, uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough or smart enough and I can't. Uh, oh, please. I don't think I can. Uh, that's not humility. Humility, that's why I like John Dixon's definition, which I think is really um, speaks to what Christ did. It's about using the power that God gives us to serve other people, not just ourselves which is what Christ did. And so, and Jesus, did, Jesus wasn't mealy-mouthed, right? He, was, he didn't lack self-confidence. He wasn't super soft-spoken. Uh, he, he was a confident, masculine guy, but, but he, he used the power God had given him, he used his position for the benefit of other people. And that's what, that's what Christ is calling us to. So I want to... Uh, end with a final Jesus says it this way he says those who humble themselves I will exalt and those who exalt themselves uh, whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted so we can we can humble ourselves right it's a choice that we can make we can choose to humble ourselves